everyone, and welcome to the 33rd episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's, Dragon's Dance podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Liam Land. Uh, so I know we don't cover many uh, current events on our podcast, but I, I figured uh, there's some exciting news this week that we needed to share with some of our loyal listeners. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I had a blast last night watching that Pokemon Direct with my kids. Um, we, they've been plowing through like all 18, 20 Pokemon movies recently, and they are absolutely in love with uh, Dialga and Palkia right now. I uh, made them the Perler Beads, and th that's just their favorite, too. So having the Diamond and Pearl remakes are perfect. Um, and that Pokemon Legends game, uh, the open world one, a.k.a. Breath of the Arceus, looks uh, pretty cool coming out next year. It, yeah, but but this, is, this isn't a, a Pokemon side quest episode, Platy. I, I think more... Square Enix. Yeah, uh, yeah, Square Enix. I know that was on the other day too, but I'm not really interested in Final Fantasy VII. Ugh, Final Fantasy VII. I mean, I know the remakes getting the DLC this summer, um, and if it wasn't mobile, I might actually finally try that all-in-one collection of Final Fantasy games coming. It's pretty cool that they're shoving Seven and Advent Children and Before Crisis and Crisis Core and Dirge of the Cerebus all together. I just wish it was like for Switch or something. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, right company, but wrong franchise. I was talking more about... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I know we're... I'm not, again, the biggest strategy RPG player, and I've heard good things about that Project Triangle Tactics demo. It is as beautiful as Octopath Traveler. I mean, they have really nailed those 2.5D HD games like that. Uh, I was I was actually thinking more along the lines of the third entry into the... Uh... Bravely Default series. Yes. Just came in last night. I've booted it up. Um, you'll be able to hear more of my thoughts later this week on Q&A Quest. Um, but right now, I'm only two hours in. Just beat, like, the first boss. Uh, Bravely Default 2, you know, which is the third game, it's pretty magical, just like its predecessors. Pure old school JRPG goodness to its core. I, yeah, yeah, but play, this is a this is a Dragon Quest podcast. No, there, there's some DQ news we wanted to share with everybody. You mean Dragon Quest news? The heck, man, they've announced exactly like zero in the past year or so about that. Wow, Platy, you've got no tact. None. <laughs> well, what I've been trying <laughs> to lead up to is this announcement of the fan translation of the third game in the Torneco Mystery Dungeon series. Uh, Torneco started the whole Mystery Dungeon series on the Super Famicom uh, decades ago, and we've had a fan translation for the uh, for uh, the first game for a long time, and we've got the second one uh, in the U.S. as Torneco, The Last Hope for PlayStation. Um, but the third, third game never made it over and never got a translation until now. That's right. Joining us tonight, you might know him as Tiger Mask over on the Dragon's Den or Sam Steele on Twitter. Either way, welcome, Sam. How's it going? Yeah. How are you doing? We're doing good. Excellent. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, can't wait to talk about your translation efforts in a bit, but uh, first, let's get to know you a bit better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely. So what's worth your username? You can either talk uh, Dan or Twitter, whatever. And then how do you get into Dragon Quest? Um, well, with the Tiger Mask username, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Uh, I've been all my life. I was a pro wrestler for a few years as well, about 10 years or so. Um, and he's always been one character I've really liked. I like the masked wrestlers and kind of the superhero thing. Um, he was one that stood out to me. Uh, so I started off using that username. With the Twitter name, that's my real name. Uh, quite fortunate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound, sound like a fake name, but yep, that's my real name. 
Actually, both could be professional wrestler names. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like Sam Man of Steel there. That was... Uh... <laughs> um, I used to get called that a lot at work. Um, you go in Monday morning, they say, oh, Sam, what have you been up to? Oh, I was wrestling at the weekend. Um, or used to run marathons and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it kind of became a bit of a nickname, Man of Steel. and stuck with it. I'd quite like it. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I heard. Uh, I've been seeing the clickbait articles. They're looking for a new uh, Superman, trying to reboot the series again. Well, I'm not too sure about my acting ability. I think it's pretty poor, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you originally get into the Dragon Quest series? Um, I had to a bit of thinking about this one. Um, I think it was a Game Boy Color game, either Dragon Quest Monsters or Dragon Warrior Three. Um, I'm almost certain I bought it from a guy. Uh, he ran a store called Mean Machines um, in the local town's market. Um, he'd been there for years. I think he only closed down probably about two or three years ago. But I remember going there to buy my Mega Drive games and Game Boy Color and all sorts. Um, so I think I bought a couple from him. Um, I'm really gutted though because I've played through the whole series of Dragon Quest now, uh, the mainline series, and I'm devastated that I lost that Dragon Warrior 3 copy I had because it was probably about a few hundred quid to get another one boxed with the car- uh, cartridge manual and everything. But I did manage to track it down at the end. Um, so yeah, it's probably kind of late 90s uh, to about year 2000 or so uh, when I started mm-hmm. playing. And then I've been kind of in and out since then. Um, probably some of the DS remakes I picked up across the way. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker. I know I bought that three or four times. Kind of buy it, play <laughs> a bit. I, I couldn't get past kind of the first couple of islands. I'd lose interest and I wouldn't play it. And normally I'd trade it in or I'd take it to this market stall or whatever. And then I pick it up again, give it another go, and I'll probably on about my fourth copy now with the intention that I'm going to finish it this time, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did manage to play through the whole series. Um, I started, I think it's about 2015, just going around to random shops when I could find it, copies in stock, picking them up, collecting the Game Boy Color games, and I just wanted to finish the whole series. Um, now I'm kind of going back and doing lots of the side quests, collecting the mini medals, filling up uh, the monster books and that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, love Dragon Quest. <laughs> nice. Cool. So uh, speaking of loving Dragon Quest, what what characters or monsters do you love most from the series? Uh, I'm probably going to have to say Yangus uh, from Dragon Quest Eight. I love the accent, the whole Cockney rhyming slang thing. He was always uh, on my first row of characters as well, always in my main team. He um, was kind of the comic relief as well. I really enjoyed that. And I, I was doing a little bit of research on the voice actor, and he's appeared in a few TV shows I used to watch when I was a kid, which... Only bit oh, parts cool. of things, and yeah, I thought, oh wow, awesome! I remember, I remember that episode. I remember him being in it, but I can't remember what his character was called. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, he, that's Ricky Grover, right? He did stand-up comedy cool. as well. Yeah, I never saw any of his stand-up, but I know he was in. Um, there was an episode of Red Dwarf he was in. Which, uh, oh, really? Did seen Red Dwarf? Yeah. Now, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it must have been the first or second series or so. It was one of the early ones, and then he oh, was in. Wow. Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it, interesting guy, definitely. But always big, tough guys, cockneys, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's my favourite, definitely. He Probably, looks the part. Yeah, oh, it does, yeah. Um, I was thinking monster-wise, slime seems the obvious one, but I'm going to say Cruel Gumber um, from, I think it was Dragon Quest Nine. but the animation and the sound effects they put into Dragon Quest Eleven, it was just something about it that made me laugh when you kill him and his spear <laughs> flips over and stabs him in the back. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that. I also oh, love when you... animations like that. That, that, that. Those are great additions. Yeah. yeah. When when you when you crit uh, a sanguini and it just, like, slowly, just the shock of it flipping over on itself with its face, just <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. 
so memorable. Um, so what are your what are some of your favorite games in the in the Dragon Quest series, uh, mainline versus spinoff? Um, I'd really struggle to pick out mainline ones. Dragon Quest Eight again, the Angus. I like the story as well. Um, really nice story. The evolution from the 2D graphics to 3D. Um, you can see the step up in kind of how the games evolved and uh, developed over time. Um, I think I played a lot of the DS ones around that time. So getting the 3DS remake of Dragon Quest VIII, it was like a whole new experience, something very different with full voice acting and everything. Uh, so I've always really enjoyed that one. Uh, Dragon Quest VII as well. I didn't play the PlayStation 1 version. I don't think it came out in the UK. If it did, it wasn't well covered. Um, but again, I picked up the 3DS remake and I like that one as well. It was um, I'd normally play maybe a chapter a week and stop there, but it reminded me of um monkey or i think it's sayuki in japan uh, based on journey to the west you have their main overarching stories they're traveling uh, to pick up scriptures but then each week they're doing something different they're fighting demons or they're helping a village or something and um it just yeah really reminded me of that and that's a tv show i've really enjoyed in the story as well and uh, yeah good game definitely um i might even go back and replay it but i think i was up to about 100 hours on my playtime without doing any side oh, quests yeah. but yeah and there's a couple of heavy going bits in the story and i definitely had a couple of weeks break when uh uh when Kiefer leaves the party i won't say anything <laughs> just in case people haven't played it but uh, yeah that I was like, oh yeah i mean spoilers yeah. on a 20 year old game yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well i wonder our podcast they probably know that yeah it's, it's... <laughs> i wonder how many people just stopped playing after that they're like just fuck this and they just like rage quit <laughs> <laughs> What's great is one of the guys on a podcast that I appear on every month or month and a half or so, uh, he's like making his way through the game right now. And he messaged me the other day. He's like, dude, I'm totally stuck. This like freaking wind beast thing is kicking my butt. I think I better go grind and change my classes. I was like, oh, hell cloud, hell cloud. I know where you are. <laughs> I'm sure it's got a different name this time, but I, I remember in the PS1 that was like my biggest hardship. But yeah, he talks about it every couple of weeks on his podcast. He's like, "Well, I did another island this, these past two weeks." You know, he's he's working along kind of like you did. You know, maybe an island or island and a half every couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah that I, I never even thought of that. Yeah, it's kind of like a TV series, just you know, one with an overarching story, but. You know, you've got your story of the week, too. Yeah. Um, I think I might do another playthrough, but it's been a couple of years since I finished it, so I think I'm probably about ready. Mm -hmm. uh, I think spin-off games, though, I'm not sure. There's none that's have really taken me. I enjoy Dragon Quest Monsters. I struggle with Joker. I've kept having to go back and replay it, and I think mm -hmm. I'll stick to it this time. But Rocket Slime, probably the art style really stands out to me. That's probably one of my favorites. Again, I've mm. not finished it, but yeah. I do like that one. I should probably say Torneco as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to. It's, you're about to be known for that. It's 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 hard to pinpoint one spinoff series that that I like the most because they do they do it so well on many levels, including you know Torneco, um, Rocket Slime, obviously. Um, the uh, the builders games are fantastic, uh, as well as the, the um, yeah. yeah right like so it's, so it's like how do you compare builders with with Rocket Slime? They're two very different spinoff games that are both enjoyable on their own level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, me and my wife both really got into Builders. She jumped on Builders 2 with me. I think for her, she was thinking, oh, it's, this is going to fill the void until the next Animal Crossing's out, but really got into <laughs> it. We were playing it together. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, all the different side entries like that, I mean, they're not usually games that I would go out and seek. I've, I have still to this day probably never played more than five minutes cumulative of Minecraft, and yet I've put 100-plus hours into the Builders games. You know, slap Dragon Quest on it, and I'm there. 
I've never played <laughs> Minecraft before. I've only seen it and and not really been interested in it. But when it, the Dragon Quest version came out, I was like, oh, I got to try this now, and I liked it. But then I heard that I actually... like Minecraft, it doesn't have as many like um, uh, missions in it. Is that is that right? Or it doesn't have like the the apparently quest... there's a story mode. I don't know. <laughs> I've played bits of it, and it always seems a bit aimless, and I end up mm-hmm. either dying and losing everything and then throwing a bit of a tantrum and burning my whole village down. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, having the structure to Dragon Quest Builders kept me playing it longer. Uh, definitely two as well. The difference between uh, Dragon Quest Builders 1 and 2 was just day and night. There was just so much extra, and the story seemed better written as well. It, there was a lot more substance to it, and on the... DLC was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one was almost like proof of concept. Guess what? Yeah. We can do this. And then two, they were like, cool, now that we can do this, let's like flesh it out. Yeah, oh, definitely. Hopefully there's a third one. Yeah, that was one. What is it? The producer is now not with the company anymore or the director. Yeah. Somebody left the company, but you know what? It's not like that one guy was sitting there doing the coding. So no. unless there, he was. A whole... <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole team of people out there that could put together number three. Be on it. Be on it. So uh, out of all these games, because it sounds like you played a lot of the, at least tried a lot of the spinoffs and obviously all this stuff. Um, what's some of your favorite mechanics? Do you like job classes, monster collecting, casinos? What do you like doing there? Um, probably all of it. That's why I'm addicted <laughs> to the series. But mini medals are probably my favorite. Just mm. going into a town, breaking into someone's house, going through <laughs> all their furniture, smashing all their pots. Uh, With no reaction from them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd like to see that in one of the sequels. Someone get a bit annoyed with you when you start smashing up their furniture. Um, and then going back and retracing his steps and going back through the towns. Um, quite often I'll play a whole game through and it'll be a few months until I go back and try and complete the, the extras. Um, and it just starts jogging my memory. And I think, oh, wow, this town was so cool. I loved this when I first arrived. And um, that kind of side of it of revisiting places, revisiting people after you've saved the world. Um, that's really cool. Usually I'm cheating though. I've got a guide. Um, oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I loved, you know, uh, the unlimited mini medals in Dragon Quest nine, um, where you, you're not, you know, limited to finding a, a set amount. Um, and then you can just continually use them to buy stuff, um, at the, uh, the shop in, uh, Darbridge. Yeah, that's that's good because I feel like almost every game that has the you know the set little mini medals, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I've ever got the best prize in any of them. I feel like I always get to that second best, and then I'm you know I'm missing eight, nine, or ten of them, and I go looking at those lists, and I'm like, but I thought I got that one. I thought yeah. I got that one. I thought I got that <laughs> that's one. That's right. You know. I go to the first 10 locations. I'm like, oh, I got all those. My God, am I going to have to go to all 100 <laughs> locations again? And the answer is usually yes. If I'm going to find those, I am going to have to. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, the final boss is still ruling the, the underworld, terrori- <laughs> terrorizing people while you're just like hunting down these mini medals. <laughs> Gosh darn it. I need the shield with 10 more defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I get so obsessive with some of the the uh, side quests and bits. I always have to have a checklist on games to make sure I'm not going to miss mm. anything by carrying on with the story. Um, I was playing uh, Yakuza Zero at the start of um, the first lockdown we had here, and I played a good few hours in and thought, "Oh, I've missed an achievement." And look back and I had to replay about ten hours of the game just to get to get this achievement. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do that. And Final Fantasy VIII, the current one, I started the HD remake. It's one of my favorite games ever, and I've finally gone back to play it. I had to build myself up to it. It was just that <laughs> feeling like, 
is it going to live up to my expectations? That was such a big game for me. I think I was about 16 when it came out. And um, so being in the last couple of years at school, both in the game and real life, it was, yeah, I really like that one. But I'm just on, I've got a guide on Steam. I keep refreshing. I'm like, oh, okay, I've missed that card. I've missed that bad guy. Okay, I'll go and go, go there, get those quick before I go and fight the next boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already starting to think about stuff like that because I, I am two hours, jokes aside at the intro, I am just two hours into uh, Bravely Default 2. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to make? There's no guides. This game's been out for like 48 hours. Like, oh, man, I'm going to miss stuff. I know I'm going to miss stuff or I'm going to miss a job. I'm going to miss or the asterisks. That's what it is to get you the jobs. And oh, definitely. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to play through. It is what it is. <laughs> Put my feelings aside. <laughs> all right well we're gonna get talking about your translation work here in uh probably about three or four minutes but uh we did want to hit on the first two mystery dungeon games before we get to uh what we're gonna mainly talk about the third one um the first one i was actually i just started it up the other day um what is it they it, it started on the super famicon we do have a fan translation and as uh going back and forth with liam we found out that somebody went through and tidied up the fan translation just about four years ago i think late 2016 um because liam was like man that thing was so poor english and this herb that was supposed to cure you gave you poison or whatever i'm like are you kidding i put like four hours into it the other day I cured myself from poison with the yeah. antidote no, herb and everything, and yeah, like, I think it all was the English sounded fine to me. Yeah, yeah. I th there was some there was some item or something where it's like I think it tells you you've been poisoned, but it's actually curing you or something like that. But yeah, but it, the the translation that I definitely had was was pretty wonky. Um, uh, but I'm I definitely excited to restart that when I'm done with three. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I played the other day. You start off, um, it's right after Torneco leaves Endor. Um, you come to a new area and they're like, hang his family's hanging out under a tree and they're like, go talk to the local king because we're going to set up a shop here and start a town. Um, and I did the first part of the game. The king's excited that you're there, that he's heard about you. But he's like, you know, there's a dungeon over here. And if you can go down there to the 10th floor and get me my jewel chest, that I've left down there, um, I'll give you, you, you can get out of here. And I, after I had playing three for a little bit, and it's much less floors in certain places, this was like a hit right at the beginning. Like, wow, you had to go down 10 floors, and then you had to walk your way back up. I swear I thought I had an exit herb, and it didn't exit me from the dungeon. So, like, basically, you had to do 20 levels. You're down and up again. Um, and then that gets you a shop, and then the king tells you that you can go into a main dungeon. And I kind of stopped there just to kind of jog my memory of this game. But uh, I did notice a couple things. Uh, if you fall, if you get defeated, you lose everything. You are back to level one. You have no money. You have no items. Uh, you just see this little short scene with the monsters dragging Torneco out and then just like unceremoniously just throwing him out of the entrance of the game. <laughs> no, that, yeah, I, that was that. I saw your notes earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, isn't there a short scene with that? I, I couldn't remember yep. if that was this game or, or The Last Hope uh, that I they mean, do that. It might that. be in The Last Hope too, but it, it's definitely in that one. I saw it plenty enough times this week. <laughs> Um, so one of my favorite one. Uh, one of my favorite things in this game is when you stumble on a large room full of uh, treasure and monsters, and the music suddenly changes into this kind of panic styled theme. Um, and then they have uh, they have that in at least the first two games, uh, most likely the third. I haven't come across that yet. Um, 
Uh, there were some cool tricks you could do to defend uh, yourself. Um, you could crouch at the edge of a doorway and kind of pick off uh, each monster one by one. Uh, and the second one, you could um, you could put a Haven scroll down for invincibility and just stand on it. And then the monsters swarm you, but they can't attack you. So then you could just kind of uh, pick apart everything that's coming at you. Um, if you weren't careful, you could get easily swarmed. Um, so these rooms are full of traps, but they are also full of uh, some rare treasures and everything that was worth exploring. I always love uh, that aspect of it. And sometimes even when you uh, um, when you start the next floor, they just drop you straight in the middle of that. And then all of a sudden the panic music starts and you're like, oh, it's on. <laughs> it's like sink or swim. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in so, go ahead, Brian. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, um, uh, Sam, do you have any any memories of the of Torneco One? I've never played it, to be honest. <laughs> it's a bit oh, yeah, really? really? Wow! I don't know. I, I plan to. Um, I think it would definitely help me with my translation playing some of the other games. But uh, yeah, I was kind of a bit eager to start, so I just got on with three. <laughs> All right. Although. I have got a patched version somewhere uh, of one, so I'm going to be giving that a go. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I hope it's the most up-to-date version, so you can hopefully <laughs> you can uh, not be confused by whether or not you're poisoned. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, did you play The Last Hope at all? No, no, I haven't. I I think again, it's another one I've downloaded. I've got it on um, on my computer to give it a go and have a playthrough. Um, but no, right. no, I've not played that either. <laughs> Sorry. Well, all right. No, that's all right. Well, we're going to be talking about it in a bit, um, or right now. Uh, right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's called uh, Torneco, The Last Hope. And you thought The Last Hope was Luke or Leia. Um, yeah, Yoda was talking about Torneco the whole time. So, uh, originally released on PS... Yeah, there is another. There is <laughs> originally, another. Originally released on, uh, on PS1 in Japan in 1999 and in 2000 in the U.S., um, and then for Game Boy Advance in 2001, which I actually didn't don't think I remember until reading that yesterday. So <laughs> uh, the, the PS1 has uh, the enhanced graphics and sound from the original. Um, it's got a claymation introduction, which was never seen from again. They only did that that one time for this game, from what I know. Uh, it, it was, it's pretty amazing. Um, and it's just yeah, this definitely. whole scene with uh with torneco uh starting out on on a cliff and then um charging into a dungeon and uh and all the monsters are there and he, he kind of you know pratt falls and and it's this kind of silly thing he just he splats a, a slime up against the wall it's it's fantastic uh to watch and i think i think it's about like two and a half minutes long uh there's a youtube clip that has two versions like that and one with a japanese voiceover um uh it's pretty fantastic we'll put that in the show notes um so any now, any memories like, of this one part? um is this claymation as good as they did uh the couple cut scenes in dragon quest 7 for the uh, ps1 it's i'd say it's much better like oh thank uh, god yeah yeah no that that was like kind of shoddy cdi uh cgi um but <laughs> this uh yeah th this is actual like you know, they, they put a lot of effort into it, which is why I think we never saw it again. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, it's a, I, had, I was gonna say I did get this. Um, I'd kind of I think it was around 2002 that I finally realized that Dragon Warrior Seven had actually made its way over to the United States. I had mm -hmm. kind of been out of the loop for a while. I'd finally finished up uh, Dragon Quest Six on emulation in 2001, and finally was like, "All right, now what?" And yeah, one day I was just googling and was like. Holy, we're probably not Googling. I was probably what, asking Jeeves or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> was like, holy cow, this game came out like 
geez. And within moments, I was on eBay and I ended up getting one of those thin PS1s, the like second kind of generation of them, okay. the little smaller one. And I ended up buying that Dragon Quest seven, Final Fantasy seven, eight and nine all together for like under a hundred dollars. Oh, nice. The whole package arrived and the Final Fantasies got thrown to the side immediately. And I spent the next, you know, couple months plowing through 100 plus hours of Dragon Warrior 7. And but right at, at that same time, I do remember seeing the Torneco game and I did get it. And it took a while because I had never played a Mystery Dungeon game until that. So I won't say I played hundreds of hours, but holy crap that I put a lot of time in that to try to beat that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, um, I definitely kind of, I guess, 100%ed or did everything that I could in the postgame um, mm-hmm. uh, with all the melding and everything. I just made him a, he, he was an absolute monster by the time I was done with that game. <laughs> and, and I kept thinking like, man, if only he was this useful in Dragon Quest Four because <laughs> you, the things you can do with him in this game are just, uh, you can essentially just turn him into the incredible hulk where he's uh the, the more damage he takes the stronger he gets it's like i i'll, I'll go into that in a second but uh so i i originally bought the the original i got the original playstation after graduating college in 2001 in anticipation of dragon warrior 7's release uh and i picked up torneco the last hope in the summer of 2001 while waiting for uh dragon warrior 7 basically um i loved the throwback to my my favorite dragon dragon warrior 4 character uh like just one of the best characters in Dragon Warrior 4. Uh, the music was fantastic. Um, the claymation and 3D style graphics, most notably in the main town, you could see the um, while the sprites were 2D, the town was this kind of 3D, um, uh, it looked like 3D models. Um, and all of that was very memorable. Um, to briefly cover off on some memorable features of this game, um, it takes a lot about what's great in the first game and enhances it. Um, so uh, now, uh, Platy, you mentioned there's scrolls in the original game mm-hmm. as well. The up, uh, the upper and uh, by kill, the by kill scroll. Okay. That's Do you remember happened. if like there were there the the Haven scrolls and, and and things like that? I feel like there were there was a lot more that, you could do with that. Might have been but okay uh, yeah there, skills i don't even there, i mean like i said i just replayed this you know for a couple hours to get through that first dungeon but it definitely had the upper and by kill other than that there i didn't find a ton of anything that seemed okay yeah then i think i think it was i think it's the skills that they added um to the sequel and of course uh internet correct me if i'm wrong on that but uh um you could do more to enhance uh torneco so that even though you lost those levels at the end um you could quickly get them back um by going deeper into a dungeon with a uh with a stacked weapon and skill set uh and shields um so the music is uh is high quality synth um the dungeon types feature variations on dragon quest 4's torneco theme including uh one of my favorites uh the shop uh, in the style of a piano jazz trio. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that in the notes as well, because I remember um, listening to that and thinking, man, that sounds like Charlie Brown jazz. And uh, and then going back and like <laughs> finding out, like, oh, there's this guy, Vince Guaraldi, who did all the, uh, the, the um, Charlie Brown music and uh, and and just like list, start listening to him nonstop. And that was because of Dorneco that I'm... <laughs> now like a, a hardcore Vince uh, is it Geraldi or Geraldi if you're hardcore I guess you probably would know that but uh, yeah it's it, it's fantastic 
little theme um, uh, version. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. We'll put that in the uh, in the show notes as well. Um, melding weapons and shields for skill bonuses, um, and being able to use scrolls uh, like upper um, to raise levels of the uh, the weapons and shields. Um, it add it adds this uh, fresh dynamic, and particularly the skill bonuses. Um, Again, I mentioned, I mentioned uh, stacking my skills so high in the post game. I'd have uh, Metal King plus 99 swords and shields, where uh, with skills where Torneco would take damage and his attack would just absolutely jack up. And uh, he was a complete beast. So it's like imagine if you were fighting someone and every time you hit them, they got stronger. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, with this type of power, it didn't matter that you lost your levels after every dungeon because you could just easily get close to 99 levels uh, with minimal grinding in the harder, uh, lower floor dungeons. I remember you could even one-shot a dragon, basically. <laughs> Jeez. Um, all right, so moving on to uh, Torneco Mystery Dungeon 3. Yeah, the reason we're here today. Um, it oh. was... What it, <laughs> I guess we should read the little stats here at the beginning, and then we'll uh, read Sounds the uh, description from the uh, wiki. Sam says that... Uh, from what he's translated so far, that's pretty much all he knows too. <laughs> pretty much. So we won't put him on the spot for that. <laughs> and we'll. Uh, so this came out on the PS2 actually first uh, on Halloween Day back in 2002 in Japan. It took about a year and a half till June 20, 2004 to get a Game Boy Advance version. Um, and basically, this thing happens about seven years after. The first game, six and a half years after The Last Hope, uh, Torneco and his wife um, and son, they're on a boat journeying to a distant island for a vacation celebrating uh, their anniversary and the kid's birthday, too, because there's a happy birthday theme at the very beginning of this. Um, But during that time, big uh, tidal wave comes, knocks them all overboard, and they end up on this strange island. Uh, and there's a mystery dungeon there. Who knew? This guy stumbles into these things wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they actually aged the son. You know, he he's believably older than he is in in, in Dragon Quest Four. So that's cool that they went with that kind of continuity. It's not just like you know the Simpsons where they're forever the same age. Yeah, man, that uh, must put Torneck. I mean, he's he's a beast in this game too, or at least he can be. So you know, he he's getting aged aging well. Yeah. Yeah, the str- the older he gets, the stronger. When he when he hits ninety, he's going to be unstoppable. <laughs> so, Sam, what drew you to translating this one? Um, I suppose there was a few different things. Um, one of my, f- my first translation projects, I worked on uh, Final Fire Pro Wrestling, which is also for the Game Boy Advance. So I figured um, that kind of had a business management simulation to it. You hire your wrestlers and you book your shows and you get sponsors and everything else. So. It, it, it wasn't as text intensive as an RPG, but there was quite a bit to it still. Um, so I thought, oh, I've picked up enough from that. I think I might be able to pick something up and translate another game. And I'd seen someone tweeted mm-hmm. a graphic that showed all the Dragon Quest games from all the different spin-offs and the main series ones and everything else. Um, and that one jumped out to me. I thought, oh, okay, a Game Boy Advance game that hasn't been translated. And I was kind of a, a bit of a loose end. Um, the Final Fire Pro Wrestling, they brought out the most recent game, I think it was 2017, and they had some DLC that kind of made the Game Boy Advance game pretty much redundant. Um, so I released one final patch, like, okay, that's it, done, finish that project, won't go back to it. But wanted something else to, because I really enjoyed kind of the problem solving, testing the game, um, getting people's feedback on it as well, just seeing how I could develop it further and change it. Um, so I picked that one up, I thought I'll just load up the ROM and see how easy it is to break into and translate. And 
yeah, it went from there. Um, it's also part of it, it's giving back to the community as well. I've been part of different gaming communities all my life and I've kind of found the Dragon Quest ones always very welcoming. Everyone's very uh, supportive and kind and sharing whatever they've made or done. Um, I'm not really much of an artist and I'm not great at writing, but I can sit in front of my laptop and plough away at a ROM translating stuff and pulling bits apart and figuring it out and I thought that's something I can do to contribute and um, give something to the community uh, just kind of yeah <laughs> sharing what I can do cool um, so what are the hardest or most difficult hurdles to overcome when translating a game like this um, one of the most frustrating is uh, breaking the ROM um, I'm kind of more of a jump head first into things kind of person uh, so the first probably about 10 hours of the translation I'd done um, I hadn't test it very much i hadn't taken any backups and i'd completely corrupted a load of graphics and the game went low properly that was so frustrating i think i'd got through most of the bad guys a good chunk of the items um there's a couple of other bits i translated in the story and the dungeon text and yeah they completely broke the rom and hadn't realized because i bothered to open it and test it properly um so from that point i kind of took it a lot more seriously i keep a lot more backups and notes um it always seems to be um Cora over the, at uh, the Mystery Dungeon wiki, she runs that and a few other wikis. Um, I've always given her early access to my patch. She got in touch with me kind of a couple of days after I said I'm just going to give it a go. Um, mm-hmm. And most mornings I wake up, I'll check my phone and she'll message me saying, oh, by the way, this dungeon's corrupt. <laughs> and I'll load it up and think, oh no. <laughs> I just get this horrible cold sweat. Apparently, especially the last couple of weeks, kind of coming up to the release date, I start panicking and thinking, oh God, how much am I going to have to redo? Thankfully, it's never been too much. With these more frequent backups, it's because I've been more sensible this time. It's mm-hmm. been easier to fix. <laughs> but I still have that cold sweat when I get the message through saying, this is broken. Here's the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, one of the other things that's irritating is the way that the characters are stored in Japanese. So most of them are uncompressed. So um, for one Japanese character, you can put in uh, two English letters but in some cases, they're using a, a different table set for the characters. So you might have maybe three spaces to fit in a five-letter word. Um, other times, you've got the complete opposite. You've got 21 characters and you've got three letters to put in. So it's not too bad. But <laughs> I'm having to get creative and looking through the thesaurus and trying to find alternative translations just to fit something in. I've had to make a couple of compromises here and there. But um, I've tried my hardest not to compromise too much. Um, the biggest one, the hardest one for me to go with was... Um, You've got the description of what sort of item you're picking up, and then it tells you what sort of item it is. It's, so it'd be the uh, golden sword, for example. And some items I could fit that in perfectly fine, and others I'd get to it and think, there's no way I'm going to fit sword at the end of this. I've got four characters. It's platinum. This isn't going to work. So I've kind of compromised, and I've just got the description of that item because there's an icon next to it. So I kind of hope the player mm-hmm. will go, oh, that's a sword. It says golden. That's obviously <laughs> a golden sword. Hopefully that works. But um, I'll be happy for some feedback when I've released the demo. What people think <laughs> yeah awesome I mean, yeah i think yeah i've, Liam I've and seen I both played what just a couple hours of this and have you what you got and it was easy enough to understand that part yeah good to yeah guess. i think i think in previous uh translations or, or even the the official localization of the second one don't they have like plat sword or something i, I feel like i've seen that before just yeah. to kind of abbreviations of things uh to fit it in there's definitely a few oh, of those yeah, yeah. that, <laughs> that might have been more the game boy color games I'm not sure, but uh, and you know what? Heck, it was like that in Dragon Warrior Seven for the PS One because uh, what you had the Plat King. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's all it was, Plat King, and what you had Sword Dance, S W D Dance. <laughs> the uh, 
I, I want to say Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior Seven on the PS One was like limited to eight characters, and man, they there's a lot of stuff crammed in there. Mm. <laughs> um, the ones that jumped to mind, I've got uh, an Hood that attacks you. Um, LMS, I thought that one was quite easy for Dragon, mm-hmm. Dragon Quest regulars to pick up. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a couple here and there, and I know there's a few I've got to go back to where I've just kind of it's normally late at night after I finish work, I'll sit there, I'll work through some of the item list or some of the monsters, and I'll get to one and I'll just think, sod this, I'm going to bed, I've had enough. <laughs> Click save, uh, I'll walk away and think that'll be a problem for Sam tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Future Sam will figure that out. Yeah, yeah. He'll have had more sleep and have a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you actually discussed this one a little bit already. I was going to ask you about your association with the uh, Mystery Dungeon wiki. Um, you said Cora reached out to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the first people to send me a message through, um, I found when I'm working on patches and bits, you get a lot of messages which come through, people giving you support and that type of thing. Um, quite often it's, When's it out? Can I have it now? <laughs> now, and they get a bit frustrating. I oh, always polite to people and say uh, it'll be out when it's out. It'll be ready when it's ready. Um, but <laughs> Cora, when Cora got in touch, she was very keen in um, the big things, sharing information that isn't generally available. Um, I think about a week or so after I started speaking to her, she sent me a load of photos of the guides she'd ordered uh, from Japan. Um, There's probably about three or four, and her plan is to cut them all up and scan them all in and to put them onto the wiki so that information is available for everyone. I tried to think how much some of those guides would have cost, especially with the uh, uh, your import tax and uh, postage and everything. Mm-hmm. I think kind of a few hundred pounds. Um, and the idea that she's sharing all that information with all the fans, uh, kind of the Mystery Dungeon fans and the Dragon Quest fans, I've, that's something I really liked and thought uh, I want to support them as well. Um, yeah, um, I joined their Discord server um, a couple of weeks oh, yeah, ago, mentions. and yeah, I, I've been chatting with her quite a bit, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're." I think the day I commented on a couple things on the uh, Tordeco 3 section there, she's like, oh my gosh, it's usually just me and one other person on the server. What the heck happened? <laughs> I came on and it was like, there's 13 messages. And so, yeah, I, I want to say a lot, like last Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, even, we were messaging a lot. Um, I got her a very large PDF of something that she didn't need to order then. Yeah. Um, the, uh, gosh, I think it was an encyclopedia of Dragon Quest something. So I uh, slipped that over to her, said, hey, look what found up, fell off the back of the Internet um, and was helping her. She was sending me and I, I have no idea if it's the final boss. So spoilers out there for if you saw my tweets this week. But she was sending me um, one of the monsters and, and it looked like the Time Master from Dragon Quest seven. But it yeah. recolored and whatever for uh, Torneco and it looked kind of like a big bossy character. Yeah. And and then she found two like I, I was looking at the sprites and I couldn't even she said that they had like different color uh, hands or gloves on. And I'm like looking at these little images like, yeah, I can't even tell. They looked exactly <laughs> the same, but they're two different entries in that in the guide for this game. So she was trying to figure it out and they had two completely different names. So, um, I was trying to help her with that too. So yeah, it sounds interesting. She said she had no experience with dragon quest, but just loves archiving all this stuff, making sure it's out there for fans and, you know, got a mystery, got a live one here with the mystery dungeon being fan translated with you. And so, yeah, she was very excited to get doing that. And yeah, she sent me that picture of all the guides and stuff that she, had she's like this is the stack that sits on my desk that she goes like one day i'd want to kind of like pick these all apart and scan them all in but yeah i think she said the same thing you did it was multiple hundreds of dollars worth of stuff that 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think... I was like, you know, if you just cut the spine off, I mean, you can stick them on some <laughs> of the modern photocopiers, hit a button, it'll yeah. scan it all in by itself. But yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with the projects, I kind of think to myself, I haven't really spent any money on this. It's my time and mm-hmm. oh, I'm only going to be sitting around playing video games if I'm not doing this. <laughs> so it's not worth anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cora's spent this money on these guides and yeah, just really... And also, we chat about cats a lot. We both like cats, so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So uh, you were saying you're you you first went. Oh, go ahead, Liam. Yeah, you were going to talk about this. Oh, I, I was going to say, what what was the thought process on the uh, the monster item and spell names, and why did you choose what you what you did? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I think I'd started translating some of the dungeon text and picking up items. I thought well, it'd be nice to know what all these items are as I'm collecting them. So I picked out some of the parts of the game. Um, as soon as I found the item lists, the monster list was a little bit further back. The spells were quite close as well. Um, I thought, well, it's just a case of sitting here, picking out the names, getting them in the right format, translating them, and then sticking that back into the game. Um, it was a little bit laborious, and I thought, well, this is probably the boring part. If I get this done soon, <laughs> it's out of the way. But I can kind of, uh, if I've been at work all day or whatever, I can just sit there for an hour or two, stick some music on, and just plow through how many items I can do in an evening. Um, sometimes it might be 10 or so, and then other nights I could probably get through a whole section. So I found, I think it was one night I found the staff section, the canes, and I think I just sat there and powered through. It was about midnight or so when I went to bed. Uh, and all I could think of the next day was different types of, they were all different types of woods. So I was thinking of Japanese woods that I've not heard of before. It took a lot of Googling and figuring out what things were supposed to be. Um, yeah, just, um, I think probably the way it's organized, it was just easy to sit there, plow through it, get it all translated and it makes the game a bit clearer you know what you're picking up and uh, you've got a decent idea of what it's going to do if you use it hopefully mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. i can't promise that there isn't a poison plant that's going to cure you <laughs> <laughs> uh, well let's see like we i probably like right where liam is i think i've only gone two levels into the dungeon from the castle i keep getting my uh butt handed to me there i blew all my money when i got to that castle town i was like yay a merchant I sold off everything, spent all my money to get like an ocean sword, I think it was, and uh-huh. the best armor. And I went in and man, I made it all of a level and a half before I got killed. And sure enough, I lost my ocean sword. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I had thanks for the I, warning. I hadn't saved. <laughs> yep. I hadn't saved. I hadn't made a save state right then. And I was like, ah, oh, crud. Uh, I, I'll I'll take the I'll take the L on that one and oh, wow. make sure I save and keep my progress at that area at this point. Yeah, but, I, yeah just, like, I, just, I have just enough money for that sword, so I better not lose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what's nice about this game is so far, what I've noticed is Torneco doesn't lose his levels. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. He, he yeah. my guy's like level six or whatever, and I've died plenty enough times. Um, okay. And you what? Do you lose half your gold and like a random half your items? It seems like it. I'm not sure if it's always half mm-hmm. the items. There's been sometimes I've dropped one or two if I've had a, mm-hmm. a full bag. Um, yeah, you do lose bits and pieces. I think I lost a sword the other night when I was playing, and mm-hmm. I put me off playing for a bit. I think I might have started a new save after that. Um, but yeah, it's not as punishing. Um, I also picked up no. uh, Sheeran, which is one of the mystery dungeon games samurai in feudal japan um and that's quite painful you lose everything <laughs> oh oh yeah i played that that one actually came out in the united states on the ds yeah, ages that's, ago that's how i'm playing it 
I think it was in stock yep. at a local shop, so I did. I think it was a mail order. They might have lost it the first time I had to reorder it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that one's like re coming out for the Nintendo Switch. I've been hearing people talk about it recently, yeah. and I'm like, what? That game? I played that like 14 years ago. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I, I kept looking at the limited run version of it, and I thought, I don't know if I can justify spending all that money. <laughs> oh, that may be why. Yeah, they probably did re-release it. If limited run's doing it, then mm. yeah. But yeah, that one is brutal. That that was definitely, I, I did not make it far. I'm like, I'm not making progress in this game. It's not <laughs> Torneco. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> um, um, with some of the renaming I'm doing, one of the things I want to go back to is looking at the names of characters. Um, so, uh, Popolo or Popolo is one of the ones. Is Popolo some places? Popolo others? Um, and then the official translation is Tipper. I'm starting to think maybe I should just go with Tipper. <laughs> uh, there's a few characters like that. Um, I think, do I change them? Do I make it? Uh, am I trying to localize it to match what uh, Square Enix of America did, or? Do I keep it kind of more honest to the original translation? Um, but I think probably going more towards Square Enix America stuff's the way to go. So it might be Tipper. Yeah. So yeah. So I was going to say this would be the this would be around the era where everything changed anyway. Yeah. Because mm. what 2002 that was right around yeah, that, that's you know this is the Dragon Quest Seven time, and then we got Dragon Quest Eight and everything has been renamed since then. Yeah. So yeah, you've got decisions to make. Yeah, <laughs> I might just give up all responsibility and just post a question on Twitter. Leave it to everyone else. <laughs> there there go. Go, well, no. well, I gave you the choice. It's not my fault. You you got to mm. vote on it. <laughs> Should have been on Twitter. Should That's have been call, yeah. creating alternate That's accounts and voting as many times as you could. <laughs> <laughs> just create a bot that like votes for your favorite every time. <laughs> Uh, now, Sam, I know you're going to be on um, Dragon Quest FM with Austin soon. Yeah. And uh, just the episode that he dropped yesterday, uh, he was talking to Ryan Molina and they were talking about the next game in the series. They're talking about Young Yangus, which uh, was the mystery dungeon that came out after this one. It was for the uh, PS2 as well. And he was talking about how there was a young Mori in there and there was a place to recruit monsters um, he said there was even monster breeding in the game and they would follow you around kind of like Pokemon mystery dungeon games. You'd have it, um, have the monsters following you around with them. Does this game have any of the mechanics uh, like that? Well, I've been poking about the ROM and I've definitely found some things that seem very much like an arena. I've seen, seen things mm -hmm. that look like possibly team names for the opposing monsters. Um, I think, uh, Popero can recruit monsters as well from what I've read on some of the Japanese wikis and articles. Um, but there's a lot of text that indicates that definitely recruiting is going to be part of the game. Um, okay. but it's also possible there is going to be an arena in it as well. Uh, mm -hmm. so I'm sure that's gonna be in one of the bigger towns a bit later on. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's very possible from what I've seen. Um, it could just be a, complete feature they've put into the game and then scrapped it last minute but all the text still there which <laughs> I've seen you can have before. it all translated and play to the end and be like what the hell where's all that stuff that i translated yeah i'll be relying on someone with an action replay cheat or something to unlock it <laughs> <laughs> so you hinted at this um uh just just a little while ago but i uh i i wanted to uh mention this as as spoiler free as possible uh so this is the first game where you actually the first torneco game where you actually get a party member i think as yeah. far as i remember um, do you do you, can you uh, get more than one party member without spoiling who who that might be? You can do. There might be spoilers That's... in the main menu if you click around too much. Okay. 
<laughs> there's um, kind of a, the free play mode. Um, I think it lists the other characters you can choose. Oh, cool. Oh. I'm going to be doing that soon now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, so without there's... too much spoilers, I think we can uh, go in here um, within an, the first 20 minutes of the game. Uh, you're hooking up with this island girl named Inez, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just the way that you said yes. that. It's just the way I said it, yep. Yeah. I, I tweeted yeah. out my Perler Beat uh, image of her earlier this week, him, her and uh, Terneko beating up a liquid metal slime. Uh, but yeah, she follows you around. I think you go through one dungeon, like two or three floors, come out, and then she's the daughter of the... Uh, chief of the island that you first wash up on and it said suddenly she's going with you and she's walking around and we were talking before the show uh liam you haven't turned around and tried talking to her in the dungeon but i know she can heal you and she's got i want to say at the very beginning she's got three spells um i didn't try the other two um i think they were so far sam you've got them pretty literally translated i think yeah yeah but so i, I didn't really know what they were at the time i the what is it hoi me that one i recognize right away is the heel yeah um but you can also it looks like give her commands and i thought they were stay and wander around or something oh that's cool but I, yeah which i i do remember from and i can it's funny to see these like i've played the pokemon mystery dungeon games which are all about taking a whole party of four of them in there and you can give each one separate commands too so um i thought i tried it and maybe i'd Maybe I just thought I hit it and hit B instead of A or something. But I was trying to place her. There was a monster that kept trying to run away with me from me, but it was in like this looped area. So I'd run to one side, it would run the other way. And I was trying to make her stand in one spot. So if the monster went that way, it would have her and we could trap it. But mm -hmm. I couldn't get her to do that. So was it stay or was it like stay with me? Do you know? You like, know what? Uh... That it said stay. So I assumed that meant stay there. But you know what? Right. Now that you say that. It was probably stay with me, and the other one was wander off. That that would make a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I was just I was just wondering that because she does seem to kind of follow you around, mm -hmm. or at least if she's separated, she tries to reconnect with you. Um, Correct. But yeah, ha having a second character is an interesting dynamic that differs from the past two games in the in the series. So like that, the way that the mechanics uh, work leads to sometimes hilarious results. I noticed. Uh, a deranger's warp spell or the use of the warp herb now causes you, the, the characters to separate. So uh, if Torneco gets hit with it or if he uses the warp herb, uh, he'll warp to a random place in the dungeon and then Inez stays where she is, which is kind of hilarious if you're using it to get out of like a sticky situation. You're just like, all right, see you later. <laughs> 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 just leave her to it uh and as wanders around at that point looking for you all the while you know killing whatever she finds you see you get the messages that you know she's attacking something and and uh gaining experience when she's uh, uh killed it sometimes leveling um in one case uh she was surrounded and killed off screen and the, the dungeon mission just completely ended as if torneco <laughs> had been killed um so yeah it's funny to see that warp spell not working for the party and only succeeding in separating the two it changes the whole strategy for using it so there's your there's your fail my fail was um i think the first time i found a sleep herb i walked up to something and i meant to throw it 
but instead <laughs> I ate it. <laughs> so Dronecco f- promptly fell asleep. And I will say, Inez is not like the smartest of people because she was like on the exact opposite side of me as the monster and the monster is just wailing on Torneco and she's just standing there watching it <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like no move around me go kill him but all the while uh, yeah, that I'm have... fast asleep <laughs> yeah that, that happened to me a few times too where I'm like wait why am I just getting wailed on and she's not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need which to is... find those menus to translate I'll yeah. be her as well and falling asleep and... <laughs> which is why I don't feel as bad when I try to bolt and then she gets <laughs> she gets swarmed. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah, that, that that second member does take a little bit getting used to after uh, you're used to. If you, I mean, if you've played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, or um, I don't know what Chocobo does, or some of the other games. Oh, also uh, the Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. You're going in with a group of four people. So you know, I, I've played a lot of party-based Mystery Dungeons. And I will say it is tricky sometimes to get them in position or to have a formation that lets you like both approach a monster at the same time. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw um, Sam, I saw someone tweeted you about this and I, I just wanted to ask this as well um, because uh, playing the GBA version does kind of wet your whistle for uh, uh, the PS2 version as well. I, w- I wouldn't imagine you could port over the same script, but would uh, you consider tackling the PS2 version in the future as a similar project? Um, it's definitely something I'd like to have a look at. I've thought about downloading the game and having to mess around with the PS2 version, but I think I'm going to hold off at least until I've got this one finished. Um, mm-hmm. I'm making sure to keep myself plenty of notes, so if I do decide to go ahead, I've got a decent idea of what I did for the Game Boy Advance version and see if I can apply some of that to the PS2 version, but if not, I'm always happy to share my stuff. If someone else is thinking about doing a translation, um, I'm trying to keep very detailed notes, um, Excel spreadsheets of all the different items and the original translations and all that, so uh, if anyone else is thinking of doing a PS2 translation, uh, get in touch because I'm happy to share everything. But <laughs> yeah, might be a couple of years before I start thinking about doing a PS2 one. <laughs> All right. You got you to gotta take that break. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think, yeah, I think had... it's quite a jump from PS2 to Game Boy Advance. I can't imagine that's going to be quite a jump in technology. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're going from <laughs> what, 64, 64 megs to... Uh... Four gigs or something like that worth of <laughs> files to pick through. Oh, that's not worth thinking about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had a Z6N4 on. He is the gentleman that's headed up the Joker 3 translation, um, the Terry's, Terry's Wonderland 3DS, the remake of the first Dragon West Quest Monsters game. And yeah, he's talked a little bit. Right, quite a bit about digging into those games and just finding stuff. And I know for a long time he was stuck on Dragon Quest Monsters 2, the remake. And I, I want to say for about two years, kind of off and on picking at it, uh, something that you were talking about, the uh, text limit. Yeah. And he he was his decision was kind of the opposite of yours. He did not want to be limited by the amount of text. And I think it was probably because in the first in Joker three and in the other game, he had pretty easily found a way to do text overflow. Uh, let the boxes expand. He said, there's just a little trigger you got to turn on and then it lets you type more characters. It was not too hard to find. And then for like two years, he couldn't find that in the other three DS game. Um, so <laughs> frustrating. I know that trigger has been found. Uh, he's got a couple people that have, 
helped find that and we'll hopefully have him back on someday and maybe when he's about ready to release a beta or a translation for uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 2. But speaking of releasing a beta or something, when do you think you're going to have something out for us? Because I know you have a date now, but I'll let you say it. Uh, 6th of March, which is next okay. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've come up with the plan of this last week. I've just been kind of uh, going through the story modes, playing the first few bits 30 or 40 times just to make sure I've not missed anything. There's no stupid spelling errors or um, any formatting problems. Just making sure what I do put out is good enough standard. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a couple of bits and pieces here and there that I've added to. Um, somehow there's a house in the first village that I completely missed. He's got two treasure chests, so I translated those straight away because I figured that's text that's going to come up multiple places when you find a treasure chest. Um, mm. There's two characters there that I've translated the text for. They don't have a lot to add, but I thought I'll get that translated so that first part of the game's done. Um, and then also the guy you do your save with, the priest, um, I thought, again, that's going to be another bit of text that's going to be coming up frequently. I've got most of the way through it. Um, the problem is with that type of thing, there's so many different branches and trees you've got to go through with the text. I'm um, talking to him, doing various different things, making sure I'm getting different responses and uh, making sure they're all translated. And I can almost guarantee if I do the whole lot for the sixth, have it already, someone will find something that I haven't translated in that whole flow of text with him. Um, but yeah, the plan is to get that finished, then just testing for the next week to make sure it's all good and nothing crashes or looks horrible or broken anything all right nice cool so if you are listening to this uh before march 6th 2021 hold off it's coming <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> and if you're listening to us after that date where are they going to be able to find your fan translation progress um so best place to look um i'm trying to post more information on uh dragon's den forum i've got a post there um trying to share Anything I find, I've had quite a few people get in contact through there as well, giving me advice and bits that I've got stuck with, names and things. Um, also following me on Twitter, Sam, Man of Steel, um, I'm on there. And the, got to get the handle right, I think it's uh, Mystery Dungeon Wiki. Was it Dungeon Wiki? Mm-hmm. Hold on, really quick, sorry. We'll have a link to their Discord in the show notes too, so you can find there. We'll get a link to uh, Sam's thread on the Dragon's Den as well. So we'll have a lot of these yep. areas there for you to find. Um, at Wiki Dungeon, I found it. <laughs> Easy one to remember, but somehow I forgot. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I had to look back up. I'd been on there like two days and I was like, oh, geez, I'm not following them on Twitter because I was seeing in their Discord, they've got a bot that posts their Twitter posts. And I was like, crud, but it only posts like their posts, not their Twitter name in there. And I'm like, geez, I should have known this by now. Like, uh, let me go find that. So, Um, yeah, we'll have that down there. So they'll be releasing the the patch on the Discord. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're showing a a link to the Discord. It'll be available there first. And then about a few days later or so, I'll be releasing... Um, another link as well, kind of general access. Um, okay. And then the plan from there is hopefully, I was thinking probably every two months or so, there'll be another patch, just an update, keep people interested and excited. And um, also puts a bit of pressure on me if I've come to two months and I've not done anything, but I've got a release date all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few sleepless nights just to get something out. Um, but I don't think that's been the case. I think normally in 48 hours, I've probably spent a few of those on Toneco, no matter how busy it's been with work and other things. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Well, it's I believe it's that time for a game we like to call Marithwack Puff Puff. Um, so you, you, if you've heard some of our uh, previous um, podcasts before, so you're, you're familiar with this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I believe yeah. I believe RPG Wizard had called it a wed bed behead, which is uh, 
a good a good way a good PC way of saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely heard the non PC way. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really didn't know there was a PC way to say this until yeah, we yeah, uh, yeah. until we uh, Dragon Dragon Questified it. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so, Platy, take right. this one away. All right. So uh, we came up with three contestants for you. And I, I actually put some time thinking into this myself today. Like, how am I going to answer this? But so early game, here's some people that I came up with and a monster that seemed like might work out all right. But we're going to go with Torneco's wife, uh, your party member, Inez, and the feral ball, which is also known as the pillow rat, that little green puffy thing. Who would you uh, marry? Who would you thwack? And who would you puff puff? Um, I think I'll go with Marinas. Mm. Doing some uh, some important research for the ROM, and I found some very interesting cosplay, <laughs> and that made me think, oh, Ooh. okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> also, I, I, I don't think you can convince Torneco's wife to uh, to leave him. I think that's quite a big bond. I, I think oh, take some doing. Um, so I'd probably puff puff <laughs> with her. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to thwack uh, Feral Ball. Um, All right. <laughs> I don't know, it's something... I remember having a horrible nightmare when I was a kid. I think I was playing Bubsy Bobcat. Um, you have these horrible alien things that shout at you. And I'm sure one of them had three eyes, and I had a horrible nightmare about that. And that stuck with me. And just a quick Google of the image, and I thought, oh, God, no. <laughs> Stuff for nightmares when you get that. Um, so, yeah, that's the way I'd go. <laughs> nice. How about you, Platy? All right, so uh, I, I'm going to throw Torneco out the window here. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to marry his wife because obviously she's got some good business sense. She's quite loyal, uh, but, you know, but now she's loyal to me. Too bad, Turneco. I'm going to marry the wife. <laughs> I'm going to marry his wife. <laughs> uh, I, that, that feral ball, I don't know. It looks very comfortable, so I'm going to go with the puff puff there. It, it may just be the Dragon Quest Eight one where it just gets rubbed all over my face. Um, it may just be very relaxing, but, I mean, sadly, though, that that does mean thwack Inez. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. That, this is a really. This is actually pretty a difficult one because I. Uh, it could go either way, and I. I definitely have killed Inez. <laughs> <laughs> but i've also killed the, the the feral balls um yeah you could puff puff the feral ball but i think i'd probably have to thwack that um <laughs> i think marry torneco's wife and then puff puff inez uh because i think that there's a little bit more going on in that mystery dungeon than he's telling his wife <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's out there He's gallivanting around with a uh, an island girl who's scantily clad. <laughs> yeah, in the mystery dungeon. <laughs> I mean, there's only about three pixels holding that top up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'd probably have to go that route. Uh, I'm quite. Yeah, I, oh, sorry, you. I was gonna say I don't think he's. I don't think Torneco's gonna leave his wife, but. Uh, but yeah, that's just it's just kind of funny to imagine what kind of drama is going on there with, with him just running off on adventures with a, uh, a native uh, native lady. No, in, the, in the kindest way possible to Torneco, he's definitely punching above his weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel a bit mean now. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. He he. They don't make him out to be the uh, most suave person either. You play, uh, what is it, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, and he's just kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Jar Jar. Well, yeah, I mean, even in the original <laughs> Dragon Quest 4, he he does a lot of, uh, um, yeah, particularly in Chapter 5, he does a lot of stuff that like a gadabout or a goof-off class would do in Dragon Quest 3. You know, mm -hmm. he's like singing and uh, and he's doing kind of random like pratfall stuff. Yeah, of um, so 
Yeah, I think that's it's kind of fitting that he the first thing he does in that little claymation scene when he runs into the cave is just like fall on his ass <laughs> in front of a bunch of monsters. <laughs> but oh, uh, well, I'm looking forward to a fan making Tornado Four, and it's going to be the divorce years. Yeah, he's paying child support in gold. <laughs> yeah, he's got to explore those missions. <laughs> Um, and then he could have Popolo every other dungeon every other weekend. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not about this very hard. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Sam. Is there anything else you want to tell us about your uh, translation or anything else you want to um, hype for yourself? Tell us about before we uh, wrap this up tonight. Um, just thank you for all the support from everyone. Uh, I was a bit overwhelmed when uh, Cora put the first tweet out about the beta version i wasn't expecting uh, to be invited on to podcasts and people sending me messages and uh when i did the patch of final fire pro wrestling it was uh, probably about 2006 or 7 i started and i maybe had three or four people that messaged me irregularly um so getting that sort of response is amazing so thank you very much to everyone that's been in touch and had kind words or questions or um that wants to play the patch as well um so no, thank you everyone all right Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for working on it. Um, it you know, there's a select few uh, games in the Dragon Quest series that have just never been translated. So it's it's always uh, amazing and um, inspiring to uh, to see games get translated that we've never had the chance to play before. Yeah. I mean, especially this one, I, uh, the Mystery Dungeon games, I think, are some of the fewest, I guess, least played. But, I mean, that kind of makes sense when you've only had one that's been officially released over here. I mean, at least with, like, Dragon Quest Monsters, we've had the first two. We've had Joker 1 and 2. So, you know, we've got it, like, four times over the span of a dozen years or something. And, you know, we've had the Builders. We've had um, we had Rocket Slime. And that was, at least on, like, the DS, it wasn't just left as one PS1 title that probably not a lot of people even saw. So, um so yeah, good to good to see this getting love. Uh, I do like this style of game. I've played a lot of the Pokemon ones in the time since. Um, completely rage quit the Etrian Odyssey one. <laughs> and Liam, I, I rage quit it probably about two days after meeting you. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. Did I, completely. Did I com- yep. Completely unrelated. But I was. I had it up in New York that uh, summer uh. that I was meeting you, and it was like <laughs> flew back from New York, and I took out my copy from my uh, 3DS to play more Dragon Quest Nine because you had given me the maps and everything, and mm-hmm. it never went back in. <laughs> I was like, I, I have played this game for 20 hours, and I feel like I'm not making any progress, and nope. It's not going back in, and I sold it on eBay not long after I got back from New York that year. (laughs) I don't have many, like, really solid um, rage quit memories, but I did lose to Metroid Prime in hard mode uh, on my birthday one year. And and it was just like, no, no, I don't think so. And then I just threw it down and never played it again. (laughs) And I love that game. I will go back to it. But, yeah, hard mode, Metroid Prime, uh, the final boss was, uh, yeah... No, not not this time. Oh, 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 oh! Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, Zoma. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. We, de- we we definitely share in the rage quitting on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the closest platinum I've ever come to in my life. I've got Zoma, and I don't have the uh, Atlas and Nocturnus. Or... Yeah, so Zoma. I did Atlas, I think, one time. But oh, wow. I'm also missing the one for I don't have all the items. Isn't there one that you have to at some point owned every item or whatever? Uh, I don't remember if I have that one uh, or not. I think the only ones that I didn't get were like the final three pain in the ass bosses. Mm-hmm. 
Atlas's. Yeah. I did Atlas one time, but that probably took 10 to 12 tries. And I think only because I got close one time did I persist. Yeah. The Nocturnus and Zomai never got close. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, any any rage quit memories? Hopefully not translating. Um, I can't think of any specific games I've rage quit with, but something I really quite enjoyed was um, the spring load on the DS. Um, If I really got pissed off with the game, you push the cartridge in, point it in a direction, launch the cartridge away. Um, <laughs> that always made me feel quite quite good <laughs> i have accidentally uh i think i did this with with the uh zelda game for the ds uh or one of them i um uh, i accidentally pressed it and then i was like oh shit i haven't saved yet <laughs> oh. uh you know and then you gotta you gotta kind of like hold it try to hold it in place while you get to a save point <laughs> <laughs> So you hadn't let go? Yeah, no, no, no. I like I accidentally like nudged it while I was holding the DS, and I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on." <laughs> oh. Need to. Uh, uh, this is gonna end bad if I don't get to a save point. <laughs> <laughs> My son r- rage quit this summer. Um, the 3DS, the new 3DS XL. The power button's like right on the front of it. I, I just it's in a bad spot um and he was sit i had just finished playing um what do we play this summer oh we did let's go pikachu so i taught him how to play pokemon games we played our way two player through let's go pikachu and then i gave him my 3ds and started up a copy of ultra moon and he was doing good with it he'd made it like eight nine hours into it he beat one of the island trials and i guess he had played it one day for about an hour we closed it i let him play an hour later that night and he hadn't saved and just the way the power button is on like the front edge of the machine like he was just kneeling on the floor playing it and it bumped against his knee and i just happened to look at him at the time and i saw like a flash and then it went off he has never gone back to that game <laughs> <laughs> he's put 130 hours into freaking pokemon shield at this point but he refuses to go back to pokemon uh ultra moon or whatever <laughs> he's like daddy i don't like that machine it's too hard to turn off <laughs> or too, too easy to turn off i'm like well can't make you that's all right it's fine <laughs> but right, it seems so- like we ended up a talking pokemon here at the end of the episode like i opened the episode with <laughs> yeah well, let, let, let's just conclude with one last uh pitch to torneco um this is definitely a game uh where you don't have to have played the first two in the series so uh, i would highly recommend checking out um the translation by tiger mask aka sam Steele. um it, it's it, it's been really fun just playing the demo um and seeing all the changes and everything but it's definitely a game like uh along the similar same vein of the uh the first two um where you really don't have to have played the first and second game you can jump right into this one and still get a lot out of it definitely all right that's it for this episode of slime time want to thank sam one last time for joining us to talk about the uh, torneco mystery dungeon games and congratulations for all the progress you made on getting this to the fans this little niche title and hope they all try it when you release it soon yeah thanks so much sam thank you thank you very much for having me yeah so you might have noticed that the only time we mention patreon on our episodes is when we say we don't use patreon uh just like sam here we're just longtime fans that want to uh speak about the game series we know we love so much if you happen to have some money you'd like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den site then at www.wudis.com den. Click support this site. Wudis has owned and maintained the uh, Dragon's Den Dragon Quest fan site for over 20 years. I'm sure he'd appreciate any donation. 
You can use his Amazon affiliate links to make any purchases, especially any of the new Dragon Quest XI S ports. Um, really, anything available on Amazon for uh, brand new Dragon Quest, it's there. And a small fraction of that sale will go to support the den. Awesome. To advertise with us, reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions for us, you can find us on Twitter at PlatyM3 or at Riyama Celestrian or hit up hit, hit up both of us simultaneously at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining forums still around. You can find it from the main page, or you can go directly to www.wudas.com slash forums. Um, you know, Sam's got his topic there about the patch, and I'm always there talking about other fan translations in the works, or just anything Dragon Quest. Or come hang out with us and tons of other rabid Dragon Quest fans on the more official everyday Dragon's Den Discord server. Uh, and if you're interested in Sam's Tordeco translation, look into the Mystery Dungeon Wiki Discord server. We'll have links to that in our show notes. Yep. We'd like to thank everyone that made this show possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodus, for his support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den lights on for decades now. Thanks to Amanda Laprie and the Descendants of Erdrick for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descendants of Erdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Uh, check them out and their most recent album, Advent, at www.descendantsoferdrick.com or on Twitter at D of Erdrick. And check out Amanda Laprie streaming on Twitch. Our thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist slash Dragon Quest fan for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time Podcast, geez, eight, nine years ago now. Um, you can check at, and he's been on plenty of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website at DwayneBulkArt.BigCartel.com. Yeah, uh, yeah, many, many episodes he's been on. Most notably, or, or most notoriously, the uh, the ballet episode. I would have to say. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're looking for more <laughs> Dragon Quest slime time. Uh, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor.fm, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Bye, everyone. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off. Hey.